Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Hello and welcome to the 80th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Plan of Descent. I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, is my faithful co-pilot, Matt Crinky. Hey, number 80, man. It's like we keep just going. We keep saying the same thing, like, oh, we're 70, now we're 80. It's like, dang. Wow, yeah, it's going, going. back. Yeah. So you, uh, last week it was Uncharted 3, and this week you had a little letdown with Ratchet and Clank. What's next week going to bring us? Uh, well, you know what? For like this current week, there's no gaming. I'm just gonna probably play some Uncharted online. Oh, there you uh, go. Like okay. some multiplayer. Um, but next week is Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. So. Oh, okay. There you go. Nice. Yeah, and I might be getting a chance to uh, to play and review uh, Skylanders, which is this kind of um, I don't know. It's it's kind of like halfway between a toy and a video game. You get these little action figures, and you put them on a platform, and okay. it reads their data and saves the data to that little mm-hmm. uh, barcode or whatever, and uh, and you you can take them to your friends' houses and stuff, and you and you battle them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and you like, and they level up and stuff, kind of like Pokemon, but different. So, yeah. wow, Pokemon. Um, I might be getting the chance to play that. If anybody's <clears throat> ever interested to read any of my reviews. Uh, I do video game reviews and occasionally movie reviews for a website called thickonline.com. Uh, that's a, a there are some mature things on that website, so it might not be for everybody, but oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, if you want to check out there my reviews, some extra stuff yeah. from Michael Cohen. There we go. Hey, so let's uh, jump right into some news. Uh, we got to talk about something that we haven't got a chance really to talk about yet, but. Uh, Let's, uh, right after the break here, we'll talk about it. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. (laughs) All right, mate. So the first thing I wanted to go and ask you about and, and talk about is... Um, Red Tails, you know, there's a third trailer that just mm-hmm. actually hit, uh, I think it was just a couple days ago, and, um, you know, we haven't really talked about it yet, so let me just do this before we before we actually talk about it. Um, let's just hear a quick, about a minute take on what's coming ahead from Red Tails. I welcome you to the 332nd fighter group. Your fighter pilots. The expectations placed upon you men are high. We have a right to fight for our country, the same as every other American. I'm the best pilot in the whole damn army. Only one way to find out. Like that. 
obviously you can't get the same effect without watching it. But hopefully, as everybody's seen the uh, seen the trailer, you can kind of get refreshed by listening to some of that uh, audio. And this is something that uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, obviously, about the Tuskegee Airmen in World War II, and it's coming in January. And you know, I'm just a big fan of of war movies of that specific era, World War II. Um, and you know, it's like movies like even though. Pearl Harbor wasn't, you know, everybody kind of clowns that movie. I still love, like, all the action of it and, and the period it was set in. So this is something that I'm kind of really, really looking forward to. And this is the first time in a long time, I mean, help me out with this, Mike, that this is like Lucasfilm really mm-hmm. going for something that's, um, you know, the, the subject matter is really serious, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're really hitting this thing hardcore and you know you have the same players that was in the um as far as producing you know you got rick mccallum back obviously uh uh, george lucas is executive producing and you know you got some big time stars in your cuba good and journey terrence howard brian cranston you know there's some pretty heavy hitters in here so what what's your feeling on uh obviously I'm, i'm sure you've seen all the uh trailers right uh you know i haven't watched this one from start to finish but i watched some of it while we were listening to that audio mm-hmm. and uh it, it's a lot more of sort of the same thing just a little bit expanded uh, right, right. from what we've seen before um but uh yeah i mean this to me looks like it's going to be a movie that that could potentially and and you never know because hollywood's kind of fickle mm-hmm. but uh it could potentially put lucasfilm back up on top after having yeah. sort of been been yeah. dogged uh, for you know the prequels and oh yeah uh, definitely, definitely stuff like that as of late. So um, this really this shows me personally that that George Lucas hasn't lost it. You know I I mean right. there's that and then there's Clone Wars that show me that the guy still knows what he's doing when it comes to producing. He's mm-hmm. still. Um, He's still a great storyteller. He just maybe shouldn't be directing actors right, and right. Uh, and having final say on a script. I think that's where we're finding the issues <laughs> yeah. with his style. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie looks amazing. It looks unbelievable. So yeah, some of those some of the effects they did. You know, it's like yeah. obviously it's it's a uh, ILM, but wow. I mean, it's just like I can't wait to to see some of this. This dog yeah. fighting and well, stuff and, like that. Well, and there's another uh, connection to 90210 because one of the actors in this, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna know his name, so I'm just gonna look it up while I'm talking. But uh, as uh, just to refresh everybody, I uh, Matt Lanter who plays Anakin Skywalker on the Clone Wars mm-hmm. is also on 90210, and uh, let's see, what's the Tristan Wilds who uh, plays one of these. Uh, one of the fighter pilots, uh, it says here on IMDb, Ray, Ray Gun Gannon. Uh, he is also from 90210. So, uh, so I don't know if there's some casting that I, mm-hmm. like, like maybe they, they share some of the same uh, people ca- doing the casting and that sort of thing, or if it's just coincidence, but it's kind of cool to see to see uh, yet another connection to that show for fans of both because I am one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I really enjoy I watch it with my wife and uh, we we enjoy uh, 90210. I enjoy it specifically for the fact that Matt Lanter is on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of cool to see those connections. Yeah, definitely. People. Yeah, and it's like I said, this thing is like, it's been in production for a long time and yeah. Not since like I want to say like Radio Land Murders or something like that. Where I mean, it's just um, you know that's something this serious and and uh, this just the subject matter. And I'm curious to see where, just like you said, Mike, where Lucasfilm comes out with this. You know, yeah. um, like you said, is is this something that everybody looks back and goes, wow, you know, he really he really is a, like you said a great storyteller. He, he knows what he's doing. So I'm uh, really excited I, to see I just, what happens. I just hope that we don't get what we've gotten with a lot of other things because for all their shortcomings, Star Wars uh, episodes one, two, and three, as well as Indiana Jones four, mm-hmm. definitely have some strengths that other movies 
that maybe have performed better at the box office or uh, were a little bit more well-received by the general public aren't really as good movies. I mean, Transformers 2 has huge box office numbers, mm-hmm. but, I mean, it, it it's not a good movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man was, was, 3 yeah. held the top ranking for a while there. It's terrible. Spider-Man 3 is a horrible movie. So, I mean, like, I don't know. There's a lot of things that people complain about and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, those yeah. four four movies that I just mentioned are not at the bottom of the pile like so many people say they are. I'd rather watch episode one than sit through Spider-Man 3 or Transformers 2. So, you, well, you don't like the uh, musical number in Spider-Man 3? Not uh, so much. <laughs> but so, I'm just hoping yeah, that that yeah. negative... That sort of negative spin that's stuck with with the the Star Wars uh, prequels and the new Indiana Jones doesn't find its way attaching itself to to this movie. Because this looks like it's a very, very well put together movie. Um, And it looks like it's got some amazing performances from some really great actors. uh, Academy Award winners, Mm -hmm. no less. Uh, And... uh, you know, it's the sort of thing that, that maybe it's just the, the trailers look really great, but if the movie lives up to the trailer, uh, yeah. and, and this movie doesn't get at least some sort of acknowledgement from the Academy, then you know that it's just, they don't it's just, it. yeah, it's just George <laughs> Lucas. They just don't yeah. want George Lucas to have anything to do yeah. oh, with yeah. the Academy. And there's a lot of politics there because he makes his movies how he wants to make them right. outside of the system and doesn't really have to worry about where his money comes from, and there's a lot of people uh, in the Academy that sort of begrudge him for that, and that's where a lot of the negative spin comes mm-hmm. for the prequels, and I think why there's so much uh, negativity out there, because if you, like, I mean, this has been talked about on lots of different podcasts and by lots of different people, but pre-internet era, nobody knew that there was a problem with with, you know, any of the Star Wars movies. Or that, you know, Return of the Jedi, people didn't like the Ewoks. Everybody liked the Ewoks until the internet came around. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and a vocal minority started saying that Ewoks were lame, and then everybody else jumped on the bandwagon, right? Right. Um, and uh, <clears throat> it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of the same with the prequels. Everybody walked out of episode one thinking that it was awesome, and then they read the reviews. And the reviews said that it wasn't a good movie, so it must not be a good movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, it's just like this. I, it's like a reliance on critics mm-hmm. that I think hurts a lot of films nowadays. And and the difference too here is, like you said, um, you know, Lucas is not directing this. He's just yeah. he's just executive producer. He's got this uh, up and coming director. Looks like he does a lot of, does a lot of TV and stuff like that. So relatively new. So we'll see. Um, you know, you can't blame this one on Lucas's directing. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll see. But yeah, like I said. January twentieth, two thousand twelve. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Looking forward to that. Uh, got a quick couple things here before we hit the recap. Burton snowboards, man. They got. If anybody's into uh, into snowboarding, um, they got some pretty wild uh, snowboards coming out with mm-hmm. uh, with Star Wars art on it. You got um, and Burton. You know, you talk about probably the pioneer of snowboarding. You know, this this Burton brand. Uh, I did a little snowboarding myself. And I don't think I'd want to snowboard on these. I just want to hang them on the wall. I think, <laughs> uh, you know, you got uh, some one Darth Vader. You got uh, Boba Fett, Stormtroopers, classic yeah. poster stuff, and and just a whole. There's about one. Let's see, what is there? One, two, three, about eight of them, eight or nine of them. So, uh, if you're into that, and what the cool thing was was this um, this helmet. Did you see the R2D2 helmet? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's uh, basically a you know a skateboard snowboard helmet, but it's got the dome of R2. Uh, painted all it looks it looks you know <laughs> it's pretty actually looks pretty good I don't know if you'd wear the damn thing but I don't know kids probably yeah like it's pretty cool, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> if I yeah. were a snowboarder that'd be the sort of thing that I could uh... yeah you could you could get your uh, geek on with that thing that's pretty cool uh, but yeah these things are 189 $189.95 each and uh, that looks like I don't know how much the hat the uh, helmet is but um Looks like they're going to be arriving. Actually, should be around. So if anybody's into snowboarding and looking for a new board and you're into Star Wars, mm-hmm. mash them together. There you go. 
find a Burton snow place, uh, snow shop and uh, snag one of those. Uh, a couple other things that are hitting just real quick. Uh, Target, they got the Ultimate FX lightsabers for 29 bucks, dude. That's pretty darn good. I think I'm going to have to snag one of those for, for Christmas for my youngest. Uh, they also have the new Jedi Force Millennium Falcon for the same price, $29.99, and that's at Target. And uh, also a reminder that Star Wars Insider is still running the online poll for fans to help select the next Star Wars fan's choice figure. And you can choose up to 20 character choices and place your vote now, and the voting ends December 1st. So if you're into that and into the figures and you want to get your voice heard on which what are the what's the what's the rundown for those figures? Do we know? Yeah, it's um, oh, where was it? I had it up earlier and I was looking at it. Um, this is like the same, uh, a lot of the same as as the last time they do this. I mean, there's always, you know, um, I think it's Admiral Piet. Uh, what's that list? I had a list. Fortunately, I don't have it with me anymore, and I can't remember where I put the darn thing. But I think if you go just to Star Wars Insider, there's a there's a link there. Um, should I leave me look? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I kind of like to know because I'd like to know if it actually matters this time around, or for I I'll predict what we're gonna get. That's the thing. No predict. <laughs> Uh, let's see insider the website. yeah let's it's see. uh oh yeah i've got it here you got it uh, okay, okay good yeah so we've got uh captain admiral slash captain piet, piet right. uh, captain slash admiral gillid paleon uh Klieg lars darth plagueis death star or death squad commander vintage uh, gray uniform vintage emperor palpatine 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 go for papa palpatine uh <laughs> from return yeah. of the jedi with right. Rome. Uh, Guri, that's an interesting picture. See, Jackson's there again. Jackson, yeah, Joe Castanu. Joe is back. He's back. Mary yeah, Jane's Mary back. Mosef yeah. Binid, I don't even know who that is. Nick Dogard, vintage, vintage Deco. Newt Gunray, Princess Nisa. Sailed Murray, yeah, uh, Yak Base. Uh, Sergeant Dewalin, uh Sim Alu, Torin Far. And this is it. You know what? Okay, so here's the thing. My vote is for Jackson because I would actually buy that figure. Would you? But I would. I would much rather see Jackson show up in the Clone Wars and then get a Clone Wars figure than I, uh, than to see him as a realistic figure. But I would buy Jackson because he's one of my earliest memories of Star Wars mm-hmm. from the Marvel comics. Um, but I'm gonna. Bet that Darth Plagueis is in the lead right now. Yeah, well, that's kind of where I was gonna go is, is him, just because I don't know. Oh, Piet would be okay. Clean, well, I guess. You know what? Like, if, if if it were up to me, it'd be Jackson or or uh, Gilad Pelion. It's one of those two characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, they'll probably never see the light of day. Yeah. So Not for yeah. a while, at least. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, they they ran out of characters to do a long time ago, and yet these characters have never had figures. So, well, it's funny too about this fans' choice. I think wasn't um, Yarna Delgarno wasn't she like a fans' choice a while back? And then they became shelf warmers. And then they, they, nobody gets them, so it's like, well, yeah. yeah, that didn't really make much sense. So, yeah, I, I don't know, but you know, I would I would buy a, a Plagueis and a Piet and some of these other ones. Um, I just I don't know how Jackson that's 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 pretty darn. Funny. I don't want a Darth Plagueis figure because I don't want yet another guy in a black cloak. In that a cloak, looks evil, right? Like with a red lightsaber. I'm if sorry, but right. we already have those. Yeah. I would yeah. I would much rather have a green rabbit in a spacesuit with a lightsaber. <laughs> a green rabbit. Oh, I just can't see a rabbit in the Star Wars universe. I don't know why. And all the characters that they have, you think. It just, I don't know, it's just, this is funny. It looks like the Easter Bunny or something like that. To me. You know what? I'm going to start the campaign right now to get Jackson on. Uh, <laughs> this is a campaign. Oh, That's, Christ. It's happening. Here, it's, it's, he just did that, folks. Here we go. Uh, other than that, though, I don't know, man. It's, other than that, that's kind of all that's going on. We're getting little hits of things each week here and there, Target yeah. and all that. So that's all it's, that's, uh, that we want to talk about today. we got to jump into this recap, though, man. Let's. Uh, you ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. 
a disturbance in the force theory. Is it possible to learn this power? They, like me, believe him to be the chosen one. Times. Up. I sense there's something here. The army has assembled counter to group. All troops, battle stations! This isn't gonna be easy. We'll disintegrate for sure! Suck it up, shiny. I will attack the <laughs> I will return, Mother. I want you. I don't work for free. Long Hempstead Empire has been built upon the backs of slaves. Anakin has struggled to put his past behind him. I'll keep an eye on him. Bow down, Jedi Finn. Welcome to Death Watch. All right, let's jump off with Plan of Descent. The clone troopers of the 501st Legion have successfully captured a strategically important airbase on Umbara. General Krell orders the base locked down as securely as possible. Troopers Fives and Hardcase continue to study the captured Umbaran starfighters. General Krell and Captain Rex head to the base's command center to receive an urgent transmission from General Kenobi. Uh, so here we go. This is yet another episode where Obi-Wan is in it for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was ensuring that, that James Arnold Taylor gets a paycheck, but <laughs> that we don't actually get Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so <laughs> I I mean, like, that. I'm, I'm glad that they're keeping uh, James, uh, you know, well paid and, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, uh, that he gets his, <laughs> his credit for this episode. But, uh, but kind of annoying. Yeah, um, I knew you'd like that. Uh, but uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise everybody and say that I loved this episode. Hey, all right. Hey, right on. Well, well, I was hoping you would say really so that I could say no, I didn't because I didn't <laughs> like this episode. Um, but we'll we'll get into my hatred of these episodes uh, in the in the mailbag. But, oh, I see. Okay. Uh, it was better than the last two. But, yeah, I, I did. I had some. I liked it. You know, I, I'm well. I'm kind of a fan of this this arc anyway I, I don't uh, I'm not as, as critical or not, not critical but I'm not as as uh, as harsh on it as as uh, you are I'm not that you're harsh on it but I think I just liked it a little more than you there's some things that, that with the clones mm -hmm. and stuff I like so um, but we'll actually I'm, I got one thing too about Obi-Wan Kenobi I'm asking you about but I'll wait till uh, we get to okay. the next paragraph okay uh, Obi-Wan reports unfortunate news although Krell had hoped to cut off Umbaran supply lines by taking the airbase the enemy continues to receive weapon shipments from an orbital supply ship. The Umbarans are launching devastating long-range missile attacks that prevent the Republic forces from advancing on the capital city. In addition, the supply ship is heavily guarded by a Separatist fleet, and attempts by Republic fighters to destroy the ship have been unsuccessful. Before they can decide on the best course of action, Kenobi's transmission fragments into static. The Umbarans are jamming all broadcasts. Now, the first thing that I'll say about this is that the the Umbaran uh, holograms mm -hmm. so much cooler that than was, anything else we've huh? seen in these, yeah. in these episodes. Yeah. Um, as much as like that that the centipede tank was cool and and uh, the starfighters are are interesting. I'm not going to say that they're cool, but they're really unique and interesting. Mm -hmm. um, the way that they do holograms with the cubes all yeah. coming together. I really liked. I thought that was a really cool touch. Yeah, I didn't know if that was something where they just don't have the technology that the uh, that the Jedi do, uh, or if that's just a different way to do it. But it was a, a neat, a cool change. And and mm -hmm. you know, like we said in the beginning, you know, this is Krell, Rex, and they're all and the rest of the squad. They're at the airbase here, um, and you know, obviously Krell hasn't changed. You know, this is the third episode; he hasn't changed a bit. Uh, but during the hologram scene, though, and, and we you talked about Obi Wan. Uh, it seems as though even Obi-Wan is a little surprised by Krell's, like, his yeah. ambition or whatever, that he's that he's so hardcore, you know. And he Obi-Wan even starts to say, um, I think it's, uh, we cannot expect, and then he kind of he fades out, right? Yeah. So, like, he's going to tell Krell something about the clones. Like, you know, we can't expect these clones to, or, you know, we can't expect you to go, take these clones and just, and who knows what he's going to say, whether it's, you know, sacrifice or, or go right yeah. down the middle, you know. So it's... 
even even I think Obi Wan Kenobi has a little bit of issue with, um, and he doesn't come out and say anything, but he's starting to question it, and all of a sudden, boom, he's gone, and we don't see him again. So uh, yeah, I don't know, but I just wanted to mention that even though Obi Wan was in there just for a second, yeah, there was something there that I that I kind of noticed. So uh, Krell decides to continue with a push towards the capital, regardless of the threat of the enemy's long range missiles. Rex proposes that they try to reestablish contact with General Kenobi and coordinate their attack, but Krell dismisses this suggestion. The battalion is to move out in 12 hours. So, um, you know, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Rex asked to reestablish contact with Kenobi yeah. to coordinate the attacks, and Krell just says, you know what, we're going to throw everything we have at them. That's what our plan is. Yeah. So, so he's not, he doesn't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Our plan is this. Let's do it. So I want to mention you can you can kind of get the sense that Krell doesn't want to have Obi Wan's input on this because Obi Wan's gonna say, "Don't sacrifice any more lives." Mm -hmm. You know, like we like the battle is lost, sort of thing. Because because that's been Obi Wan's sentiment previously with with situations like this, where he's like, you know what, like we're not gonna win this battle. Right. Uh, I don't know why we were going, and it's usually Anakin who's like, no, it's not over yet. We can still, you know, if we do this, and then Obi-Wan goes, that's a ridiculous plan. It's never going to work, and then Anakin does it, and it works. But, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. but I think that Krell just doesn't, he's, he's impatient, and he doesn't want to, uh, doesn't want to go down that road and have to deal with, right. with Obi-Wan and yeah. what Obi-Wan has to say. So Yeah, definitely. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, the veteran clones don't take the news well. Fives and Jesse view Krell's plan as yet another suicide mission. Rex doesn't like the others, the orders either, but he doesn't have any better alternative strategy. Fives suggests that they destroy the enemy supply ship using stolen Umbar and starfighters and decrypted access codes to sneak past the Separatist blockade. You know, I kind of like this scene in the hangar bay because it uh, it emphasizes the notion that the clones are free thinkers and that's kind of what i got from yeah. this little scene here you know dogma you got dogma who thinks krell knows um you know he knows what he's doing that's what dogma thinks you know he's he's yeah. along the line fives thinks he's out of control hard case thinks uh his des- his desire for victory is kind of blinding him or what he says something like that and you know rex is kind of caught in the middle of this whole thing so that was kind of a, a cool scene that, like i said just to show that you know, there's something else with the clones. You know, like we saw with rookies, they they're not just programmed for this or that or you know. Yeah. They all have their own their own ideas. So that was I like where this is where this is going here. Uh, Rex takes Five's proposal to General Krell, who rejects the idea. Krell has little faith in the clones' ability to pilot the alien starfighters. He needs every soldier available for the assault on the capital, uh, and, and cannot afford to waste troops on frivolous adventures. Sir, with all due respect, might I suggest another option to help us secure the capital? What would that be, Captain? My men have cracked the Umbaran codes. With the Starfighters, we could sneak past the supply ship's defenses. We take it out, we cut off the arms to the capital. And who do you propose would fly these Starfighters? Are your troops now? Pilots. My men may not be pilots, sir, but they are able to learn and adapt quickly. A few of them have already demonstrated that. I'm afraid I can't afford to waste any clones on frivolous adventures. We're going to need everyone to take the capital. Sign coming. Sector Delta, long-range missiles. And you know what? One thing I did like about this scene too, Mike, is uh, Rex has a plan that I think Anakin would probably go for. You know, yeah. this is one of those things Anakin would be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Let's do this." And uh, but uh, particularly because it's based on something Anakin pulled off himself. Exactly. Like that, this is yeah. this is a situation yeah. where they would like Rex would Anakin probably would have come up with it first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before yeah. they could. And yeah. he would have taken it to Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan would have gone, I don't know, that sounds really dangerous. And and he would have been like, Yeah, don't worry, I can pull it off and then he would have pulled it off. So yeah, yeah it's right. 
it's interesting to see how uh, under under Krell, uh, these things that, that we would normally be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. That's going to be wicked. He's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Krell even says, you know, like like it says in the in the recap there, you can't, we don't want to waste any clones. You know, another another dig on the clones. He doesn't want to waste any on, on a frivolous, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, still Krell is condescending. He's acting like a jackass, like he's all he is. So this thing is just keeps building up, building up. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, in the barracks, Rex breaks the news to Five's hard case, Jesse and Tup. Fives intends to go ahead with his plan regardless of orders, but Rex warns that he risks facing a court-martial. The troopers hush up when Dogma enters the barracks as they are uh, distrustful of the younger, fervently loyal clone. Rex and Fives continue their argument outside the barracks. Fives refuses to follow orders he knows are wrong. Rex counters that, that it is not their call to make and that putting their lives on the line for the Republic is part of their duty. Five storms off, determined to find some clones who share his sentiments and will assist him with his mission. Uh, again, another good scene involving the clones and their uh, desire to alter the plan um, or stick up with their plan to hijack the Umbaran fighters and attack yeah. the, uh, the control ship. So, And then Fives and Rex have this little heated discussion on... Uh, and kind of what is expected of the clones. So, again, another another good scene there showing uh, the clones in action there. Later on, Hardcase attempts to pilot one of the captured starfighters. He struggles with the controls, and the fighter bangs around in the hangar. Hardcase even accidentally triggers the fighter's laser cannons and missiles, drawing the attention of a furious General Krell. Hardcase and Fives attempt to cover up the reckless piloting claiming to Krell that it was the result of an alien booby trap encoded within the Starfighter. Krell believes their fabricated story, but uses it to further, as further evidence as to why Fives' plan is a bad idea. And he orders that all the Starfighters to be grounded. So I really love this scene, Mike. There's some comedy in here, um, some throwbacks to Empire, to Star Wars. And what I mean by Empire, Mike, is uh, like in the beginning when... Um, you know, I think it's a. Uh, I'm not sure the clones on this one, but the ship kind of, you know, it's it's going crazy, you know, and you're not sure how to turn it off. It kind of reminded me of, of Han and Chewie when he's trying to work on the Falcon. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then the obvious throwback to Star Wars here, and I love how Fives tries he tries to explain what's going on to Krill, and he goes, uh, "We uh, decrypting the alien uh, hardware, sir, uh, SOP," and and he says this, Mike, with this this look on his face. And this is what I loved about the, the animation of this because they put this funny looking look on his face, right? Like he's and, and like he's making it up as he's going along, and, which he is, yeah. you know. And it was a really funny scene, and I, I kind of laughed out loud at that when I go, man, this is perfect, you know, just like just like Han in, in Star Wars trying to, uh, you know, talk his way out of that, that wild scene. And I here I was kind of hoping Fives would would blast the comm device. You know, I was looking for that. Yeah. You know, is he going to shoot yeah. this thing? And is he going to go all the way? And are they going to put boring conversation in here? I don't I, think I they was, would. <laughs> I was hoping that the Starfighter was going to spin around and blow yeah. up the console. Yeah, I, I was and thinking that, that And that he would go, mm, boring conversation anyway. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah, and that would be the, the, the scene. But, yeah, it didn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Part of me wanted to see that just because it would be so funny. But then obviously the other part is like, well, you can't, we can't get that close with the trilogies. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, but either way, I mean, I probably would have just laughed my head. I, it would have been funny just to hear that, but they probably didn't want to go too far with that. But it was pretty good, though. Um, let's see, where are we at here? Fives remains determined to defy Krill's orders, regardless of the consequences. And he recruits Jesse and Hardcase to his cause. Fives' plan is to pilot the fighters into the hangar bay of the enemy supply ship targeting the main reactor and destroy the ship from the inside, much like Anakin Skywalker did over a decade earlier during the Battle of Naboo. And you, you had mentioned this earlier, Mike, and this is another nice scene here. I liked hearing Fives talk about how Anakin blew up the droid control ship. I mean, he told yeah. Fives how he did it, you know, and uh, he hit the main reactor from the inside and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and and during that scene, you can hear the Force theme. I don't know if you if you recognize that. 
Um, I didn't know. Just, just there was a touch. If you if you watch it again, just that one little scene, you'll hear, especially when he says Anakin told me about this, you you hear a little bit of the Force theme. So that was kind of cool too. But yeah, it was good. I like to hear, um, you know, Anakin talking about just you know tactics with the clones. It sounds yeah. like once in a while. So that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, while Rex is on patrol outside the base. Fives approaches him and informs the captain that he and his men are embarking on their forbidden mission. Rex knows he cannot talk Fives out of his plan, but he tells the Ark Trooper that he will not be able to protect him and his followers when Krell inevitably learns of their disobedience. I want a full perimeter sweep. Be on high alert. Fives, what are you doing out here? You should be in the barracks. I found my pilots. We're going after that supply ship. Are you out of your mind? It's a suicide mission, not to mention against orders. It's the right thing to do. We have to try. It sounds like you intend to go through with it. If you're going to try to stop us, we need to know. I can't help you when you get caught. I understand, sir. And again, here's the clones doing, uh, not the clones, but uh, Rex and Fives have a little heart-to-heart here, you know. And, and Rex is telling him, hey, man, you're going to be on your own with this one. I, you know, I, I'm not going to, basically, he says, uh, you know, if they ask me, but it sounds like Rex is going to say, hey, if, if I get, get confronted with this, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to have to put you out there, you know. So this is on, you're on your own. I, I, I can't interfere with this. If you get caught, if you, yeah. Carl comes after you. I can't do anything, and and it's funny to hear that now, and to see just in a few minutes what's going to happen later on at the end of this yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. So uh, and Rex obviously thinks this is a suicide mission. He says that, and he says I can't help you when you get caught. So he's even thinking these guys are going to get caught. They're not ready for this. Um, yeah. So some interesting dialogue there, and it's going to change at the at the end, like I said. Um, let's see. Fives, Jesse, and Hardcase return to the base sneak through the airfield and liberate a trio of Mumbaran starfighters. They quickly power up the advanced craft and blast off into the skies. At the barracks, Dogma wakes up to find Fives, Jesse, and Hardcase missing from their bunks. He wakes Tup, who refuses to say a word about the missing troopers' activities. Dogma suspects that the troopers are disobeying orders, and he feels obligated to report his suspicions to General Crow. He convinces Tup to accompany him, saying that they will both be, be complicit in the crime if they don't speak up. Uh, one quick note on Tup's uh, character design. Mm-hmm. I love the hair. Yeah, like he has the, that ponytail thing. He's got, yeah, he does yeah. sort of like that. It's a, it's a sort of a Japanese thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to have that samurai, the sort of the top knot almost. It's a, it's a little bit more of a bun than a top knot, but it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that it's a top, that it be like a top knot, and uh, and I mean, if you ever watch a samurai movie or anything like that, you'll see, you'll see, yeah. uh, some characters have that similar hairstyle, and I just thought that was cool that that I, uh, you know, we've we've kind of seen every other, every other variation yeah. of the way these oh, guys yeah. look. Yeah. And it's getting to the point where now they're just differentiating them by giving them different like tattoos, facial so. tattoos. Yeah. And I and that's kind of getting a little bit tired to me, especially when it's not um, doesn't fit the character. Which I'll say, uh, like on the one hand, Tup's a great character design, but Dogma bothers me a little bit because if he's Dogma, why does he have a big tattoo on his face? That doesn't seem very dogmatic. But hmm. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, good point. Yeah, that's I didn't even my, notice that. That's just my small, small issue with that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that um, bun until I kind of looked closer. I go, wait a minute, it looks like he's got like a ponytail or something. Oh, okay, yeah, definitely the Japanese uh, influence on the hairstyle there. Yeah. Uh, Fives and his men fly their fighters upwards through the darkness. They burst through a cloud canopy and suddenly find themselves in the midst of a heated battle between Republic and Separatist forces in Embarn Upper... Ambara's upper atmosphere. With chaos ensuing all around them, Fives urges Jesse and Hardcase to keep their cool and not attract attention. The troopers fly through the battle unnoticed and head for the massive spherical supply ship. And this is a pretty intense battle going up here, man. This is yeah. this is a 
a great looking space battle in it, and a la you know Return of the uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, uh, a lot of uh, and a lot of listeners of the show they were commenting on uh, on the Facebook page there. I know Kyle was too about how I kind of wish they would have seen more of that space yeah. battle up there. It was yeah. some great stuff. And you got well, Jesse and Hardcase. You know, and he, Jesse Hardcase says, "I'm just doing this for fun," and Jesse's doing it because he doesn't like Krill. But uh, go ahead, yeah. you're gonna say. Uh, it, there's there was a lot of new ships in uh, in this yeah, battle, actually yeah. there there was um uh, there's the it's I guess it's it's kind of a droid control ship uh, or spherical supply ship okay so the supply ship's a new design not sure if it's Umbaran or if it's uh, uh, Trade Federation or just regular separatist uh, supply ship but uh, but a new design no less and and kind of a cool one. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there were Umbaran supply ships, which sort of had this. Um, I don't know. They kind of had like an accordion clamshell look to them. They looked a lot like the the rebel, uh, the rebel transports from Empire Strikes Back, but only if you if you took that the up the hard shell on the top, mm-hmm. and you sort of just folded it into these accordion folds. Um, a very cool design, uh, very unique, and uh, but but at the same time, really reminiscent of some older Star Wars stuff. Yeah. So, so I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really cool. This was my favorite part of the episode. My favorite part of all three so far. Yeah. Uh, was just this this battle. We got to see a little bit more of the uh, Z eighty fives. Oh flying yeah. Flying around. Yeah. So That's the headhunters, right? Yeah. The headhunters. Yeah. Right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll... Okay. Uh, yeah. Back at the airbase, Krell approaches Captain Rex and demands an explanation for the takeoff of the starfighters. Despite his word to fives, Rex covers for men, uh, covers for the men, telling Krell that he authorized an aerial recon mission in preparation for their assault on the capital. Rex then spots Dogma and Tup on their way to speak with the general and sends them back to the barracks. Hmm. Fives, Jesse, and Hardcase fly their fires into the supply ship. Battle droids in the hangar identify them as clones, and they inform their commander that the enemies have infiltrated the vessel. The clones fly deeper into the ship and reach their objective. They fire missiles at the reactor, but the droid commander remotely activates ray shields at the last second, protecting the core from harm. The clones are now at a dead end, with squads of battle droids advancing on them. With the situation looking desperate, Hardcase comes up with a crazy plan. He exits his cockpit, detaches a missile pod from the wing of his fighter, and carries it through a small maintenance door into the reactor chamber. He urges Fives and Jesse to leave the ship and live to fight another day. Hardcase then shoves his missile pod into the reactor, causing a chain of explosions. Fives and Jesse fly their fighters back out of the hangar bay, narrowly outracing the explosion that consumes the supply ship. The blast lights up the heavens and can be seen from the murky surface of Umbara. I, uh, I, this... This was the saving grace of this story so far. Um, everything yeah. else that's come has shown us that, that you know these these men's lives are are not worthless. That they're uh, they're living beings just like anyone else, uh, even though they're clones and it's their duty to fight for the republic. It's not necessarily their duty to die for the republic, but it's this is the difference: is that uh, if if hard case chooses to sacrifice himself so that everybody else can survive so that they can take the planet and stop the battle and and you know end the war then that's what hard case is going to do and that's his choice Mm -hmm. and that's an honorable choice right Right. that's 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 why what we expect to see from the clones at this point but krell is forcing them to lay down their lives for the Republic when he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to force them. Right. They're more than happy exactly. to lay down their lives as long as it's worth it, as long as, as they're not wasting mm-hmm. their lives, which which is what Krell is doing. He's been wasting the lives of these clone troopers, just sending them into battle as fodder and not, not uh, considering them worth anything. So, uh, so this was cool. It, it showed the flip side of that, but not in the way that they have been for the last two episodes. So, 
Yeah. Oh, that was a really good. It was a really good moment to have him make. Oh that yeah. Trip. That's what and that's what I have in my notes. I ha- I have a hard case of sacrifice, and uh, I like that. Like you said, I like that we get to see hard case. Here's one thing that we get to see him watch as Fives and Jesse blast away. So he kind of knows that his sacrifice, you know, wasn't in vain. He he kind of sees yeah. him and he says, uh, he says something like, uh, I can't remember what he says, but he repeats it. Um, Live to fight another day. I think is what he says. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, so you kind of get that satisfaction that he knows that. He he did some good, and uh, spectacular explosion too. I mean, wow, yeah. I, you know, great, great looking uh, explosion, and uh, yeah, just the sacrifice like you talked about. Some uh, great great moment there. Fives and Jesse return to base, but not to a hero's welcome. General Curl notes the bravery of their actions, but also highlights the seriousness of the crime they have committed. Rex tries to claim responsibility, but Fives insists that he alone be punished, for it was his idea. Krell cares little for such displays of honor. The irate general orders Fives and Jesse to be court-martialed and executed for going against his orders. You want to see them, sir? Indeed. It seems they have accomplished a very brave act. Unfortunately, they've also committed a serious crime by directly disobeying my order. With all due respect, sir, the order to attack the cargo vessel was mine. If there's a punishment to be given, it should be directed toward me. I'm their commanding officer. General, sir, Captain Rex is attempting to take the blame for actions that were clearly mine. Fives! I request that his admission of guilt be denied and full blame placed upon me. Oh, do you? You willfully countermand my direct order. And now you have the audacity to request who should bear the punishment of your insurrection. Let me be clear about the punishment for the treason committed by Arc Trooper 5555 and CT 5597. They will be court-martialed. They will be found guilty. And they will be executed. Make no mistake, for crossing me, you will pay the price. What the heck, man? I have never heard this from a Jedi before. What is going on? This yeah, is crazy yeah. stuff, man. I mean, court martial is talking about execution. I mean, and and we'll talk about what you think about what's coming up, Mike, because we got when we talk about next week's episode. Um, yeah. But, Holy mackerel! This is just this is getting crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a little intense. <laughs> this is getting it's a little, little intense, intense here. What is going to happen with this thing? I mean, this is wow. That was a that was kind of a crazy scene at the end. Some powerful stuff from Krell and and just coming out and saying he's gonna he's gonna take care of it. You know, it doesn't even yeah. sound like he's gonna worry about talking to the Jedi Council or or any of the command or anything like that. He's just gonna take care of it himself. So. Uh, we got a big, big episode coming up, and hopefully this thing delivers. As far as this episode, though, I had fun with it. it like I said, there was some, some good stuff, some funny stuff from the clones, uh, some throwbacks. Um, I like the, the interaction with the clones and how they're starting to become free thinkers like we've seen before. So I'm just kind of excited to see how this wraps up, and hopefully this, this thing lives up to uh, kind of what it's building, building up to. I mean, people are really expecting some fireworks from this last yeah. episode, Mike. You know, what do you think? Yeah, well, we haven't really seen very much of those double, the the twin double blades. Yeah, I know. Where are those things? Let's see so, those things. Uh, and we have seen in the trailer for season four, uh, you know, back in, in May, that uh, that Krell's definitely going to whip those out and uh, and use them uh, a little bit more effectively than just to kill some flying creature. So, uh, so I don't know. And with the title Carnage of Krell, who knows? Who knows yeah. how this is going to go? Yeah. I have my thoughts, but I'll save that for after the mail. Okay, and, well, shoot, let's just head right on over there right now. Wait a minute, play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. He w- I seem to have found it. All right, you want to, since, uh... Actually, when Kyle, he, he, Kyle, he does our recaps, he's been on the show, he does guest spots for us, he emailed me the uh, recap today, So, and he had some thoughts, so I said, you know what, let's hear 
what Kyle has to to say about these uh, Umbaran story arcs. So you want to go with this one, Mike? Yeah, uh, okay. so this is from Kyle, and he says, Honestly, I was pretty surprised by the amount of negative criticism from you guys about the Umbara episodes so far. So here's my counterpoint. It's true that we haven't learned much about Krell, or why the Republic is even on Umbara in the first place, but I think that's intentional. To me, it feels like these episodes are intended to show us the war from the clones' perspectives, and the clones aren't concerned with Krell's personal history or the political machinations that control the war. They're more focused on how to accomplish the mission they've been given, and I think these episodes give us the same perspective. We may not see everything happening on Umbara or how this battle fits into the larger galactic war, but we do get to know the clone troopers on a level we've never seen before. We see what they go through in tough battles, how they deal with harsh commanders, and how they balance their personal feelings of right and wrong with their duty to follow orders. Not to mention that the action, visuals, and music have all been top-notch. This arc may not have the most intricate storyline, but as far as action, visuals, and character development go, these are some of, if not the, the best episodes of the series, in my opinion. I'm really looking forward to seeing how things play out in the final part of the story. Like Matt said last week, I'm expecting a big payoff, and I personally think it will be something that foreshadows Order 66. As always, keep up the good work on the show, and may the Force be with you. So uh, let me address a little bit of what Kyle has to say here. And uh, and obviously this is all uh, this is all in good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is why we have the shows for discussion. So we can all disagree and still be friends at the end of the day. So don't anybody think that we're you know just because I'm going to disagree with Kyle, who has also been on the show, that uh, that you know there's any ill will. This is this is what it is to be a Star Wars fan. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah. I agree with a lot of what Kyle says, but I don't think that that's a good enough excuse for me i absolutely the the story about the clones has been uh it's been really well done and and to get the perspective of you know uh how they deal with with the clone wars is is definitely interesting and it's definitely uh uh well thought out my problem still stands though just because there's that aspect of it doesn't mean that having the backstory of Krell having some sort of uh look into his character would uh would only make it better it it wouldn't take anything away from the clones uh in fact i would say that it would probably enhance the storyline overall mm-hmm. if if we had a little bit of an understanding um, and it would make it a little bit easier to watch as of right now, it's really difficult to get through the episodes that heavily feature Krell because he's not likable. He's not relatable. He's not understandable. He's just coming out of nowhere. I, I totally agree that this may be intentional and we'll find out in the, in the last episode. Um, yeah. Particularly with the episode description that we've got, it's making me think that there could be a few things going on here. But I it doesn't matter to me. Like at the end of the day, those first two episodes of this arc that heavily featured Krell as a main part of the plot line, they just weren't strong enough. Like that if you're gonna rely that heavily on one character's actions, those actions need to be justifiable. And as of right now, they're not. He's just doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, for me, that's that's not going to be good enough. I gotta I gotta understand that character and know why. And maybe we'll get that at the end of this this uh, arc. But uh, it might be a little bit too little, too late for me. So, yeah, you know, I'm gonna say too that I'm not as I don't think I'm as 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 that that negative because like i said i've liked some of the clones the stuff they've done with the clones and uh you know them getting together and showing how they like i said free thinkers um like you said at the end here i think there's there is something coming coming big at the end and it probably will have something to do with order 66 or somewhere relatable to that um so i'll just say that and 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 you know like you said they're just i don't know if they're just making krell like we're just going to make him bad so when when he gets killed nobody really is feels too bad you know what i mean like yeah. he's just all bad 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 and they have to do it that way instead of 
kind of slow playing it. And, um, but you know, like I said, it's kind of up in the air. We don't know. Carnage of Krill. I could, is he going to, is he going to be just, you know, is he going to be laying Carnage or is he going to be the one, you know? So, oh yeah, we got to wait till Friday to find out, but yeah, um, hopefully something, something good. And, and we'll look up back on this and go, wow, what a great episode. And I can see why they kind of built it up. But I, I'll still say that they could have done the first two episodes, kind of smashed them together and, and got through that and made it as a three-parter. Yeah. But this is the way it is. So um, yeah, hopefully big stuff coming Friday. Uh, so Kyle, thanks for the, uh, the email and thanks for the recaps. Fantastic job as usual. And we will have you back on the show here real soon. Facebook post of the week. Greg Stedman, and I'm not sure if he's talking to uh, the people on Facebook or just maybe his friends. He says, uh, some people are saying that, oh, Krill is so bad and angry, he's probably a Sith. But, and hear me out on this, I think that the best thing for Lucasfilm to do would be to leave him as a Jedi. Why? Because it would reinforce the canon that when Order 66 happens, the people believe Palpatine, that the Jedi are evil, because it would show us the kind of Jedi that people think the Jedi are like. Hope you don't mind me ranting. Mike, you can have your soapbox back now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, we've kind of talked about this with Kyle's post too, Mike. And uh, Yeah. I don't think he's a Sith, um, but I think it is something to show that, you know, this is one faction of why Order 66 happened. And, and maybe it wasn't something that was programmed in to the clones. Maybe it was, hey, you know, we don't like Jedi because look at Krell, look at this and look at that. And yeah. And, uh, and maybe not all the clones do that. You know, we don't, we don't know, you know, maybe what happens to Rex? Does he decide not to go with it? Are there other clones? We've seen other clones de defect before. So, um, no, I don't think he's a Sith or anything like that. Uh, but, and, and what's going to happen with Palpatine? We got Palpatine that pulled Anakin out in the first episode. Are we going to find out? What's going on there? You know, other yeah. stuff to think about. Yeah, it's really interesting, uh, and that's sort of been in the back of my mind the entire time, that Palpatine called Anakin back, mm -hmm. and then Krell got put in charge of his men. And more so than maybe Order 66, could this possibly be there so that Palpatine has some, some fodder to... Uh, to fuel Anakin's distrust of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, let's say, and I'm not saying that I know anything or that I want this to happen, but let's say that Rex doesn't make it through this next episode. Mm -hmm. uh, we have no reason to believe that he will because he's, as far as we know, not in episode three. So we don't know that he's going to make it through the Clone Wars. So let's say that he doesn't make it through this next episode because Krell does, in fact kill him mm -hmm. well then that's gonna make anakin distrust some jedi quite a bit like he's gonna have a lot to say about that and uh and that's not gonna go over well so right so i don't know i yeah. don't know <laughs> i think that would be pretty extreme for them to go that way but uh but i could i could also kind of see it and now i i don't know that he's a sith i don't think that he's got anything to do with the sith but i do think that um, the Sith might be pulling some strings that Krell doesn't even know are being pulled. Uh, like a lot of the Jedi, I think he's being manipulated by Palpatine and, and uh, Dooku without even knowing it. Right. Um, I mean, if, if Palpatine can trick Yoda and, and Mace Windu, then, uh, then who's Krell, you know? Right. Uh, and, and even Obi-Wan being snowed, you know, like that's that it, Krell's just a he's just a warrior as far as we know. Yeah. So yeah. I mean he's he must be pretty easy to to dupe into things. Mm. So uh and it seems like he's already got kind of the penchant for violence anyways. Right. Um so I don't know, I guess we'll see. But maybe we should uh maybe we should talk about the next episode. Yes, and, uh, let's do that. Get into that. Let's talk about the uh, final episode of this Umbaran arc, The Carnage of Krell, with two of his men facing execution for disobeying orders. Captain Rex must confront his overly aggressive commander, 
General Corell, risking charges of mutiny, Rex must make a dark choice as to the true face, uh, as the true face of the en en enemy emerges. The actions of our Trooper 5555 and CT 5597 were a clear act of treachery and disregard for my command. If punishment isn't swift, their defiance may inspire others to follow suit. Sir, the men are with you. It's just that some of them feel you're putting their lives in danger, needlessly. All the more reason to send a clear message that I am in charge, and insubordination will not be tolerated. The truth is, these clones have had a difficult time respecting my command since the beginning. I've seen it before. Some clones are just... defective. They aren't able to succumb to authority. You're right, Captain. I don't think I can court-martial them. It will only be a waste of time. And that's something we don't have. I'm afraid they'll need to be disposed of. Prepare a squad for execution. What? But, sir... You heard me, Captain! Have it done immediately, or I'll do it myself! Can you believe this dude? Now he's gonna try to get his own uh, clones to kill him. Yeah. Holy mackerel! And then he says, oh, then if you can, then I'm gonna do it. Whoa! Did you hear? Yeah, that? well, this is, is this is gonna this is gonna put put Rex in a very interesting position. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, talk about a rock and a hard place. Good lord! This, yeah, wow. When you hear that, I just love that the the way that that last sentence of the description goes. Uh, Rex must make a dark choice as the true face of the enemy emerges. Yeah, wow. That to me sounds like like Krell is not not all that we think he is now whether or not that means that krell is in fact you know a bad guy uh maybe he has been turned by dooku or something like that maybe he's been you know seduced by the dark side mm -hmm. um maybe the umbarans are controlling him because mm. that 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 could also mean the same thing with the true face of the enemy um right maybe krell isn't krell at all maybe it's somebody else Whoa. right maybe maybe we're dealing with some sort of shape-shifting species that's been wow uh hiding as krell like who knows right have we seen krell do anything particularly jedi like have we seen uh, him use the force we've seen him not we've the force him, but we've seen we've him, seen him leap into the air and yeah. slice something in half with a lightsaber but we've seen characters who, as far as we know, are not Jedi do more impressive things. And I'm speaking specifically about Embo, right? Embo is pretty freaking amazing, and we have no reason to believe that he's a Jedi. I personally believe that he's Force-sensitive or something of the sort. But, like, we don't, we don't know. So they, there is some, some sort of precedent to, to say that you know, he doesn't necessarily need to be a Jedi just to be mm -hmm. uh, impressive. But we haven't seen him use the Force. We haven't seen him... I mean, honestly, if... Uh, th th we're talking about clone troopers here. We know for a fact that clones can be easily swayed by the Force. Uh, maybe not, you know, ARC troopers and stuff like that, but the regular clone troopers definitely can. If... If... Krell is so intent on getting his way would he not just use jedi mind tricks yeah to just tell true. them to, to obey his commands yeah exactly right like and but we haven't seen him use the force at all so i don't know interesting i, know I, I never even thought of that that's a good that's a good point because because we don't know if anything that he's done so far is outside of the the grasp of a regular Bessilisk, right? Like, oh, the only other example we have is Dexter. Uh, Dexter and Dexter just runs a diner, as far as we know. But he used to be a bounty hunter, right? So that's the thing, right? Like, so and the Bessilisks do not look like they're uh, cuddly, warm and fuzzy types of uh, folks. So they definitely <laughs> look like they can take care of themselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. If we you're not. See. Yeah. If you're not. You know, if your interest isn't piqued by that, then uh, nothing will as far as these episodes. So, yeah, definitely. big stuff coming. So that's going to do it for this week. We got one more in this series, Mike. But uh, yeah. that's it for today, though. 
That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, yeah. everybody. As always, do not forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter name, twitter.com slash Clone Wars. And head over to Facebook. You can join our page and join our group, uh, facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. And, yes. uh, and, and don't forget to email us, Mike at Clone Wars Podcast and Matt at Clone yes, Wars Podcast. Don't forget. We love to get your mail and to read them on the air. So, yes. So, uh, get on that. Yes. And uh, other than that, uh, that's going to do it for this week. So, we will see everybody next week for the finale. See you guys next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.